Radio, and I'm your host, Super Vegan Bride, and I am joined by Kirsty Smurferka. Hola. And David the About the Third. Hi, everybody. It's been a while. It has been so long that I didn't do pre show jokes. Mm-hmm. Um, so just to jump right in, um, we, um, you know, normally we would talk about this on the bonus episode, but I'll bring it up now. We were, um, David and I were both sick and David yeah. and I were the only recording people. So, um, we, well, I could have recorded, but it would have been just me because it was only supposed to be the three exactly. last week anyway, Exactly. So, like, it was just going to be three people. Record me. Well, yeah. apparently I now officially suffer from seasonal allergies, which is a new thing for me. That's I've never had to deal with that before so getting older it has been a learning experience yeah i was gonna say welcome to being old i didn't have seasonal allergies until i was like 32 or something like that yeah well i was 36 and seasonal allergies kicked my ass two weeks ago (laughs) you were just turned 30 when you first came on the show right uh, something like that. Yeah. Um, speaking of, you know, how we met people and how old we are, today's topic is about um, making friends. Um, as nerds, we, you know, we have obsessions and interests and all sorts of stuff. And some people have asked a question, how do I meet people who like the things I like? Well, we're going to talk to you about how we did that and how we continue to do that. And, you know, what's it like making friends at different ages, including, you know, my old ass. We're uh, geeks. We don't have friends. Come on. <laughs> which is very untrue. Um, but first. <laughs> but first, we're going to play everybody's favorite game, What's Nerdy With You, where we all talk about the nerdiest thing we've done in the last two weeks. And we vote using the patented Mike Myler widget system. And I'm going to go first. Whoa. Call it an audible. Because, you know, I have haven't had time to do anything nerdy in the past few weeks because I've been spending all my time coding a script in PowerShell to be able to um, document things and print lines of dialogue and set variables. Um, so, you know, nothing nerdy here. Elaborate, hey por favor. Um, hey Brian. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> um, well, you know, we always have that trope that it's like, I didn't do anything nerdy. I just played video games or I didn't do anything nerdy. I just did work stuff. And it's like, we all do kind of nerdy jobs. We all <laughs> do, um, you know, video games are considered kind of nerdy, even though they're the norm. Um, but um, so to elaborate, um, I had a, I'm going to, let's, I had a, um, Hold trying on, to he's edit, uploading. redacting, redacting. Um, I had a task to make a simple PowerShell script that, well, I had a task to make a shortcut that did a thing. And I did it with a PowerShell script and it did a very simple thing. But the simple thing was a security risk because it didn't have any accountability for the person who did the thing. And I wanted to make it so if you use the shortcut, the PowerShell script would document who did the thing and when. So I don't do a ton of scripting with PowerShell. So I looked up how to do variables. I made variables. I learned how to concatenate. I concatenated. I put all my variables together into a thing that printed on the printer and saved it to a log at the same time. And I was very proud of myself. But I have been very busy with that thing. It, it's been the project that it's sort of like been sitting in my queue that's like, nobody asked me to do this, so I'll get to it eventually. But it kept on like pressing psychic weight on me because it was like, I don't really code that much. So I'm really like, I'm, I don't want to work on this because it's going to eat a lot of time. And then finally, I was just like, I'm going to sit down and finish it. And I did. And it wasn't that bad. Because coding variables in PowerShell is much easier than any programming language I've ever used. You do dollar sign, name of variable equals, and then put whatever's in it. If it's a string, you put quotes around it. If it's a command, you can just put the command there with whatever its um, at whatever its switches are. Um, it 
So I started doing a little bit more PowerShell research because it's something that's been kind of nagging me in a while because I do a lot of my scripting using old DOS commands and batch files and, you know, some VB stuff, but I copy and paste from the internet. But PowerShell looks like something I could probably learn and do some little powerful automations with. So, yeah. Yeah, I was... Hey, Brian, how comfortable are you with HTML scripting and coding? Um, I I can do basic markup syntax now. I used to know some cascading style sheets pretty well, but I never really got into scripting. Um, I did a little bit of PHP once with help, but I'm not real comfortable. I'm okay. like, I, um, I, I can troubleshoot some things with HTML. Like I've, I've helped the marketing department at work quite a few times, but not super. I've never been comfortable enough to get like into web design. Um, but web design stuff is all WYSIWYG now. Um, but no, I'm no, not super comfortable. I, I mean, I understand it, but not super comfortable. I had a lot of fun doing a project at a place I used to work where um, I was working with a consultant that coded some stuff in PHP and it was like, I want to learn how to do this, but I never did. Mm. I was Um, just wondering because we have a coding position that we're going to hire for. Oh, no, I am not a developer at all. That's not my strength. Yeah, it Um, would be web design and email design. I think that was the thing that really excited me of working with this PowerShell script because PowerShell network scripting is something that is supposed to be in my wheelhouse because I do network admin stuff and it's not something I have to do very often and when I do have to do it I can usually find and copy and paste and this was something that I was like I have an idea for a script I'm going to figure out how to make it happen and it wasn't something that you could just find so I had to learn all the different commands and figure it out and it ended up being similar enough to the old school scripting I used to do that I learned in college that it wasn't that hard, which has made me want to learn a whole lot more. I really, really like it a lot. Apparently, Why didn't you just use chat GPT? Sorry. Um, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just throwing it out there. It's to be really great for coding. You could have just told it what you wanted. You know, I didn't think of it, and I... I probably should have. Um, I did use chat. This is another good nerdy thing because I used chat GPT a week ago because I was stuck on a project and I went, I'm stuck on this project. This is what we're trying to do. How do I get unstuck? And chat GPT gave me some pretty good advice. Nice. Yeah. um, I was talking with a friend of mine who um, kids who aren't cheating with it are using it to do things like, here is my thesis statement. Can you help me come with an outline for my essay from it and it's like boy i wish i had that yeah no kidding jesus um so um since i went first i don't know what the order is anymore so um we'll go in opposite of what we usually do erica what's nerdy with you (laughs) well um i have to say there's a couple things first my girls really wanted to go and see both the D D movie and the mario movie this week so we saw two movies this week so i don't, that was a nice i i don't know anything and don't want spoilers but i do want to know how did you like it and how did they like it? um it was great i mean amelia's in a D club now on friday nice. at school so she's yeah she loved it and yes she loved it it was good it, it really was good you can see when like not not to give stuff away but you can see like if you're paying attention like when the characters roll a nat 20 or when they fail a save it's very it's not like a movie it's like there's enough of a gap where you can see like if they were really playing the game which is really cool interesting and then, yeah like it's just enough of a gap where you can see see it happen um and then it was it was a lot of fun stuff like as a gamer you can see the world that the dungeon master built right and then you can see the players fuck up and do the wrong thing or you can see that they go down the path that the dungeon master didn't intend them to do from a movie perspective without it being super meta it was a really really nice balance the way that they did it oh that's exciting yeah like as as a long time player like i was watching it going oh that's what happened oh that's what happened and then there's a lot of fun easter eggs with you know different monsters and some legendary characters and stuff like that um is it, it based hilarious. in a specific D setting yes yes which one yeah Faerun. yeah it takes oh, place in neverwinter they go to the underdark they do oh, some wow. stuff and they talk about Baldur's gate they, I didn't they start that. in Icewind Dale. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's very, like, 
all of the places on the map like you have played um uh, never uh, ne- n- n- never ember is uh is mentioned by name yep. several times yeah um, is water deep mentioned yes yeah oh wow this is all along, they i did about not all know it was oh yeah and, they're yeah, talking Faerun. about the next one might have dritz in it yeah. oh that sucks I agree, but we'll see. Yeah. I don't know that it would suck. If Only if well. he's, it, you know, if he's played by like Robert Pattinson, I'd. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, here's what I will say is it was, it was a lot of fun. They don't use any spells that aren't actually in there. There's no like, like at one point somebody's like, can't you just magic us over there? And he's like, that's not how magic works. They yeah. call out stuff like, uh, you know, I, this spell only goes 500 feet or, you know, what, like yeah. stuff like that. Um, they actually follow the rules for the most part. It's great. They do. For the most part, I'd say about 90% of it. They really follow yeah. the rules. There's even uh there's even a critical role Easter egg. Oh yes. wow. Yes, there is a critical role Easter egg, yes. So it 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 was good. I, I, I really enjoyed it. You were going to love it. Yeah, you will. Oh, I, I can't wait. It. I you know, I didn't know it came out until last night. I had just haven't been paying attention. I saw it twice. Oh wow. <laughs> in two days. I saw it on Friday with Grant when he was in town and I saw it the next day with my buddies. <laughs> it's worth seeing more than once. Oh, it's so it good. really it's is. So good. So that um, was not what I expected to hear. I I I all oh, this it, enthusiasm it, over it. That's because it we're always amazing. disappointed every it time. May, they it to honestly do it. made up for the bad ones in the past. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really good. It really good. did. Yeah, I mean, it's exactly like if you, as you're watching, if you take a step back, it's like watching players play a game. It really, really is. And it's it's really good. Um, yeah. Um, but I'd have to say my super, super nerdy thing is I got all of my seedlings planted in my greenhouse and they're nice. all sprouted and they look super happy and healthy. And I'm really excited about my garden. I have 160 plants that I've started from seeds that I've got about 150 of them that have sprouted and are and are good to go. So, which is a really good germination rate for the seed. So, I'm very excited about it. As long as the transplanting goes well. Cool. So, all right, David, it's you. Now you can't say D and D movie. Yeah, you kind of stole my thunder. Uh, great movie. I you saw can it. still say it. That was great. I loved it. <laughs> I loved it so nice. It was so nice. I saw it twice. Um, other than that, I've just been gearing up for fair, which should have started this weekend, but due to uh, Mother Nature, it's uh, postponed a week and it's going to start next week. Yeah, it rained out here in Southern California. Something fierce. The heart worst it's rained in a long damn time. That's what I keep hearing. It's That's like the sixth. Hearing. It's the sixth wettest winter in the last hundred and fifty years, or something like that. Yeah, it's not like it, it didn't need it, but too well, much all the at snow, once is it's not the a snow, great thing. It's the snowpack that that uh, most of California is no longer in drought conditions. They're expecting our reservoirs to get filled to capacity or near capacity. The problem is, is they're worried about flooding from all the excess snow up in the hills. Mammoth yeah. had something like 140 inches of snow this season. That's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> that's a, that's some Don, Donner Party level snow, man. Yeah, that's like 12 linear feet. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, I guess we're doing boating. Okay, Brian, cool. You go first. Um, I gonna say we get four, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, David gets two because fair, and I'll give my other three to Erica just because getting the feedback on that movie was very valuable. And oh, two other other two, Sorry, you cheating son you. of a bitch. Um, and then um, yeah, um, and then gardening is always awesome. So Erica. All right, I'm going to give. I'm going to give one to David and three to you, Bri, because you coded some stuff, and that's fun. You could have had a shortcut, though. You could have tried chat GTP, but, you know, you did it the hard way. I don't think two half the time. It's a good resource. Well, that comes back to me. I get four of these. Uh, Brian, you get all four of mine, because that was one of the nerdiest things I think you've ever said. I'm not going to lie. David's just mad I gave him one. That's no, all. it's not even that. I'm not going to lie. I glazed over there for a minute when you were talking in the middle of that because I have <laughs> no fucking clue what you're talking about. <laughs> I know what you were talking about, Brian. 
Cool. Like I said, that was, I think, the dirtiest thing I think I've ever heard you say. PowerShell is the new command line that Windows uses. It's the fancy one. It's not DOS anymore. It's PowerShell. And you can, with a command line, you can make a script. And a script is just a list of commands. But with PowerShell, it's very easy to do, like, programming-style stuff without having to... I'm going to kill David. (laughs) There are there are really neat things no, I can no, teach no, you in PowerShell no, that you can right. use at home. There, there there are some very cool things you can do with PowerShell. PowerShell is cool. PowerShell is how I kill all my programs on my computer and restart them without having to open task manager. My I used to write open task articles manager. about it. My favorite is when you open task manager and then it itself stops responding. Yeah. It's like, no, you were the chosen one. You're I've had that happen. Them, not join them. I've had that happen with PowerShell too. I'll open PowerShell <laughs> to kill a task and it'll take like 15 minutes to open. So I should Brian, be a you guest win. on, Yay. I should be a guest on the twit podcast. I should. I want to be on the Twit podcast. I don't get to talk about that crap very often. You should poke them. I should. Um, so, um, I don't know. I, I fanboyed out too much because I I used to listen to Leo Laporte on the radio answering tech questions. Like, when I was in my early 20s, I was like, I was always listening to that show. Um, so, um, making friends and, oh, the widgets are already here. Crazy. Yeah, they got, um, yeah, don't, don't ask, don't ask why. Anyway, uh, <laughs> new listeners, the widgets are the things that you win if you win the game. Anyway, making friends is one of those things that can be daunting for some, um, especially as an adult as a kid as an adult um but i mean it's different for everybody i think when i was a kid i made friends pretty easily but i had a pretty small close-knit group and um but i'll ask that question around um what was it like for you guys make friends watching kids make friends is the most amazing thing so rowan has a new best friend uh emma and this is how they met i took rowan to a ymca swim class and we're in the we're in the locker room and i'm putting her in her bathing suit and there's another little girl there and she goes are you in the swim class too and she goes yeah she goes my name's emma my name's rowan do you want to be best friends (laughs) yeah and then they hold hands and walk (laughs) out to swimming and they have been inseparable ever since i'm now friends with this little girl's mom and she's really sweet and nice and uh i see them every week not just for swim class but for play dates and all sorts of stuff and that's how easy it is for kids to make friends and it blows my fucking mind that's amazing that is crazy i i don't know when i was a when i was a teenager my mom wanted me to get out of the house and i was like i don't have anywhere to go and i was like go to your friend sandro's house I only just met him. I don't care. Go there. And I went, okay. And I went over there, knocked on the door and was like, my mom told me to come here and hang out. And he was like, okay. We've been friends since like 92. So (laughs) we still joke that it's my mom's fault. Yeah. I don't know. When I was a kid, I, I also just had like a few close friends. I didn't really make friends but i was a bully so that was probably why i was mean do you have any friends that you still that you um that you met when you were a teenager do you do you keep up with any of those people oh yeah 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 i'm still best friends uh with uh my friend marcus i mean we've been best friends since i was 13 years old so um nice (laughs) marcus is the guy who got the Deadpool crayon drawing tattoo when the when the um test footage came out before the movie came out. Ah nice. Yep, yep. So yeah, we've been we've been friends for a really long time. Anything is there anything anybody else? I mean I still have like people I talk to that I was really good friends with in high school, but like not as close as like Marcus and I are where like you know, he's still on my cell phone plan. He's been on my cell phone plan for 15 years. At this point. <laughs> does, does he have? <laughs> That's true friendship. I know he's like one of the busiest people on the planet, but he's mm-hmm. he's such a toy fiend. Does he ever have free time that he'd be able to be on a toy episode? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if I mean, not when we record though. That's the thing. Uh, yeah. We have to record on like a Monday or something like that. It could happen. Um, it could happen. Yeah, he he. 
he's a movie theater manager, which is why I get to go see movies and I don't pay anything to see the movies, which is great. I just go, hey, I want to go see this movie. And he's like, what time? How many people? And then just blocks off seats for me. And then I get to go see <laughs> <laughs> nice. We yeah. did that. We saw The Hobbit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, we did yep. that. And I think we were... We really liked The Hobbit. I did. I yeah, didn't really I like I mean, the sequel I know people that have much. I, I like, like them all. First one. I have no problems. I um, yeah, I'm, Marcus is your friend who I learned about people who go to the toy stores before they open to buy pop figures or other action I mean, figures. We were doing that shit in high school. Like, that's how long he's been collecting them. You don't even know how many toys he has. Like, we would go at Walmart at like 12 at night because at one o'clock in the morning is when they would stock the shelves for the toy oh. that he was looking for. And we would just walk around Walmart for an hour waiting for the guy to come out and stock the shelf. You were so surprised when I told you you were nerdy. So weird. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I never thought of it like that. I didn't. I just go, these are the things I like to do. These are the things that are interesting to me. And I never considered myself pretty. So, but I guess I am. So. What about you, David? I was assembled in the lab in 2004. No, I'm oh, okay. Oh, he's been waiting for that. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, yeah, I have some friends that I uh, used to hang out with. Um, we've met a lot of them. Uh, uh, Elena is an old friend of mine from when I was a kid. Uh, yeah. My buddy Mitchell is on an episode. Well, you have that like cul-de-sac crew thing that exactly come an up, empire. Growing up as a kid, there was the neighborhood we lived in in Lakewood, and there were six families in this street down the street that all had kids, and we were all roughly the same age. So. We all hung out and that we were always at somebody's house. <laughs> See, I didn't have that. We moved too much. So mm -hmm. like, which was, in my opinion, I don't think it was a bad thing. We moved a lot. Every year I was like in a new school for the most part, mm -hmm. which just made it so I became very independent. And so when I would go to a new school, I'd be like, hey, hi, how's it going? Like I wasn't shy or anything. And then if people wanted to talk to me and be my friend, great. And if they didn't. I was okay with that too. Yes, yeah, so I saw I the just... same people every day, every year. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did not have that. When I was a kid back in New York, I didn't really have a lot of friends because we well, lived in a commune. In a compound. everyone in the area was family. I love how you say commune. Compound is the proper word. <laughs> I said that afterwards. <laughs> um, there, I mean, I knew some of the neighborhood kids, but. Um, growing up in the biggest property on the block was a little alienating. <laughs> but um, how? I mean, all my neighbors were family, and that's who, who I hung out with. I hung out with my cousins, um, and then I made friends through school when I came to California. And then, um, you know, I made some friends in college, but I don't know. I, I think about them sometime, but I don't really keep up with any of them. Yeah. Um, excuse me? I made some friends in college, too, that I haven't you, spoken to since I stopped I going to Fullerton. I met you through your sister who went there. In college? Yeah, but yeah. I didn't meet you at college. No, but you met my sister at yeah. college. Yeah. And well, you still keep up with her. We barely keep in touch anymore. We we talk on rare occasion when she happens to be there when I call you. So, yeah. No, that's true, I guess. Yeah, and it sucks. I mean, we've tried a couple times, but we, you know, it's just um lives are different now. Um we we had a lot of fun at your wedding though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My wedding was nice. I liked it. Yeah. The, um, Especially um, the part where you and my sister and my friend Chelsea all ganged up on my mom. That yeah, was Rachel. <laughs> Rachel was like one of my best friends for like the longest time. But I still consider her a friend. You know, just some friends you just lose touch with. And I, I figure maybe we'll get in touch again. I mean, we see each other. It's not uncomfortable. Yeah, that's true. Um, I If you wanted to make a friend as an adult on purpose, like you want to make a new friend. How do you go about it? You yell at people in the hallway. <laughs> oh, okay. That's, There's going to be context to that. I, I, I there's one way. That's one way, I'm sure. So my, I would say my newest best friend I met uh, at work of all places. And she was, I had seen her around, but I didn't know her name. And she was walking. She had a gym bag with her. We had a gym at work. Um, well, I guess we still do. We just don't work in the office anymore. And she had a gym bag and she was walking down the hall and I went, hey, and she turns and she looks and I go, are you going to the gym? And she's like, yeah, do you need a gym partner? And she goes, 
I guess. And I'm like, great, hold on a second. Let me grab my gym bag. And then we started going to the gym together and talking. And then next thing I know, we were like inseparable. You know, they say doing social activities is a good way to make friends. Yeah, most nerds I know aren't that uh, outgoing with people. Those are people they don't know. Yeah, but uh, you meet outgoing people because how did we meet? Because, well, you and I met at Strategicon. Yeah, but I mean, we met because I was running a game. Yeah, but it's not necessary. We not necessarily would have become friends if I hadn't kind of harassed you every time I saw you at a con. <laughs> this is true. Because I did. I would run up when I saw you and be like, David. Yep, it was great. Always nice to be recognized, especially yeah. by a smiling, friendly face. Yeah, yeah. Um, it. I. Um, you know, but David has the David has the privilege about getting to see me at my absolute worst at cons because there were days were you present for um the blow up between me and robin no but i heard i heard about it Um, immediately after it happened it was it i mean she apologized it was fine it was just a stress blow up it wasn't like anything personal or anything like that i mean cons are crazy oh man it was it was, so much I was bullshit. They they were setting up the room for a thing, and I ended up having to do something else, and I was busy doing that, and she showed up and just started screaming at me, and I was like, you need to take a breath, because I think the pressure has gotten to you. And she did, and we talked, and it was fine. Yep, yep. <laughs> um, I, you weren't there for when I challenged the guy to a fist fight in the parking lot. No, no. I was there when the guy got banned, though. It was a different con. Right. Oh, the guy that got banned, that was me. I did that. I know. I was. I was there when that happened. Yeah, that was. You're. You're out of here, buddy. <laughs> yeah, that was. Yeah. yeah well, um, if we didn't kick him out, um, there was a certain person who was going to beat the shit out of him. It wasn't me. Oh, even. oh, I know. I. I. I remember. I was there. <laughs> you know, the <sighs> kindest, most gentle person you've ever met, and you. You just don't mess with kind, quiet people's wives. No. Not a good idea. Nope. Is he would have fucked that guy? <laughs> It'd have been fun to watch. <laughs> it was the same guy that the the same guy that I threatened to fight in the parking lot, but it was at a different convention. It was a bad thing. I mean I mm. shouldn't have done it. It didn't happen. We didn't fight. Smart. But um somebody stepped in and was like, You should handle this a different way. And we did. And it was but no, he ended up getting banned and I never saw the guy again. But that guy was obnoxious mm. and just made everyone miserable. I think I know who you're talking about. Yes. Yeah, I'll I'll name drop him after if I can remember mm. his name. It 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 was you know, I, I think of it as a funny story now, but boy, that was stressful. That guy yeah. was just trying as hard as he could to suck the life out of everybody yeah. around him. That was at that place out in uh, out in Orange County, right? Um, the fist fight thing? Yeah. No, that was, uh, it was like San a mini Diego con. convention. Was... Oh, okay. I'm thinking of something else. San Diego else. convention where that happened. Oh, okay. I'm thinking of somebody else. Then never mind. No, the, the biggest conflicts that happened to cons were um, mostly just like somebody cheating or something Mm. or um but the that particular one was just this guy that was just egging people on and making the people who are working at the event absolutely miserable Mm. and um just knowing he was doing it and just continuing to do it over and over and uh enough's enough i get it yeah yeah it was it i have to say doing con convention can be convention um coordinating can be very very stressful great way to meet people i mean hell i've met so many friends from doing game coordination um yeah um doing a podcast too fyi oh yeah that's how i met chris that's how i met my husband yeah yeah how how i became friends with steve the guy that used to own uh the warhouse yeah um uh brent bowser Mm. Mm -hmm. yeah the um the the neat thing about Brent, and I think we've told the story on the podcast before, but you thought I knew him and was introducing you to him, <laughs> and I uh, met him for the first time with you. That's great. Yeah, yeah, I did. You're like, oh, we're gonna go do this thing, and and you, who was it that you did know though? It was a venture captain. What, oh, Russ. Russ isn't 
Right. He, he's yeah. not part of anything anymore. He's all retired, but um, yeah. But you knew Russ, and Russ put you in touch with Brent, so Brent knew we were coming, and he knew who you were. Yeah, you so, know, I contacted the VC because I knew who it was, and I'd met him once at a con. I met him at like Gen sense. Con or something. I th- no, I yeah. met him at I met him at PaizoCon, and I met him at Gen Con. And nice. then we show up, and you guys are like, "Oh, hey, Brent," and you're like, "Hey, Brent," and then like I was like, "Oh, well, clearly they know each other." I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't that crazy of an idea for me to like put that together. So, but then because I thought you knew him and you liked him, I was not as standoffish as I normally am because I'm I'm pretty standoffish if if I don't know you initially. And uh, and then I was like, oh well, Brian likes this guy. You know, I'll give him a chance. And then he turned out to be hilarious. And then I started doing lots of games and SensiCon and all that sort of stuff. So, Do I have a permission to tell you guys a story about the day we met Brent that I don't know if I've shared on the podcast before? I don't mind. It doesn't mm-hmm. bother me. Okay. I um, can't imagine what you'd need permission for. I It's not on topic. I just want to tangent oh. off and, and tell this story. I'm so... Oh. I'm amazed you asked permission. Go for it. By so all means. Eric and I ended up on a game table with the worst people on the planet. Um, mm-hmm. They had brought pre-gen characters from a different game and were like mm. and it was and it was all this mom her kid and her husband and the mom was an absolute karen and was just like bulldozing every, mm. everybody um when we were ended up playing the game one of the things in the game was a puzzle and i think david's aware of how i feel about puzzles and rpgs so i went <laughs> by everybody and left nice. <laughs> and it was a it was a it was a um i Erica seemed to have it pretty great because it was a cipher. Did you have dinner? Did you have dinner? Oh, I hear stuff. No, I haven't had dinner yet. I haven't had dinner either. I actually have had dinner. Never mind. I have had dinner. I had wraps. I had popcorn at the theater. So does that count as dinner? That's why I'm eating cuties and Hershey kisses right now because I'm hungry. (laughs) I had, um, so, um, I'll wait until, until David gets back. Yeah. 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 Are you back, David? Sorry about that. No worries. (laughs) That's all right. (laughs) So I left, and next door, I didn't know it at the time, but next door to the game place is a gluten-free Chinese restaurant. And I hadn't had Chinese food in a really long time at that point. And now that gluten-free Chinese restaurant is the reason I go to Ohio. It's not Erica. (laughs) Nice. Not me. Well, you Uh, can't go to Ohio. I mean, I guess you could go to Ohio now, but I'm not there anymore, so... So I hadn't had Chinese food in a really long time, and I went in this place, and I went, I looked at the menu, and I literally ordered everything vegetarian, because I asked them, I said, so what's gluten-free on this menu? And they said, oh, we know about gluten allergies, we understand it, we can make anything on the menu gluten-free. Nice. And I went, do you prep it in a separate place? And they went, oh, yeah, yeah, we're we're very familiar with allergies, um, we're very careful, There is, you know, there's always a possibility of cross-contamination in the kitchen, because it's only one kitchen, but, you know, we can... And I was like, okay, I would like all of this. And they yeah. were like, really? And I was like, yeah. And um, it was like $50 worth of food. It was $80 that's, worth of food because I got a drink too. Yeah. That's a um, lot of food. It was, I mean, that's pretty good for that much because it was a lot. It was, it was a everything. Lot it was two cardboard boxes filled with food. It was two cardboard boxes with little Chinese food wow. containers. I got everything and I had a sake drink. Jesus. While I waited for the food, it was like 80 something dollars. And I came back and Erica looked at me and I think she knew what I was going to do. I came back, put both cardboard boxes down next to me and ate every single thing. I think it was well, like. Well, no, I had a little bit. Yeah, you did. I shared. I, I had like, I, I think it was like six entrees and four appetizers. Nice. I hadn't had any of that time. stuff in years and I really like Chinese food. I I don't blame you. Believe me i've eaten my shit my fair share of large quantities of things oh i I'll, I'll never forget that day i'll never forget that day that that god that woman we were playing with was awful though you know she's the reason that chris and i met really oh yeah 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 so how like, two, so so i kept going to game after you left after you visited and because i was like oh i really enjoy this this is lots of fun and you know i didn't really get to do anything nerdy because it was just me and Amelia at the time. And so um, I kept going to game and I think it was like the third game or something after I went. Um, And I got sat at a table with them again 
and we're halfway through the campaign and they go, oh, we got to go. We have a movie to catch. So they only played like the first two hours of of the campaign and and then they were bouncing for and I was like and so Brent was running the game and it was me and um, my brother Jonathan because he was visiting at the time so boy was visiting and so it was just him and I left at the table because the other three players just got up and left and Chris's game Chris and Wes's game had just finished and so Brent didn't want us to like fail the Pathfinder encounter and so he goes, hey, you guys, come over here. And he goes, join their game. And so they joined the game, and we finished the game. And that's how I met. And then we all went and ate food afterwards and talked about how terrible those people were. Oh, that's cool. Nice. Um, I'm going to save the other story about the gluten-free Chinese place un- for the bonus episode. But, yeah, that I, I have another good one about that same restaurant. Nice. Um, okay. <laughs> Um, I'll, 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 um, you know, I've been asking all the questions, so Erica, your turn. Um, <laughs> great. Thanks, Bri. Um, hmm. So what is your tried and true way, David, to make a new friend? I tend to mesh well with people I share common interests with. Um, my go-tos are people I play games with that I haven't met all that well. Or when I go to strategic cons, I try and make friends with people that stop by to ask questions and you know, people I meet there. It's you know, um, I made several friends through Pathfinder when I was running games at the Warhouse because people would show up and wanted to play. And when people show up week after week, you start to get to know them. Yeah, so, fair friends too, right? Oh yeah, I've got fair friends. I've got I've got friends all well, over. Here, here's the important piece. It's not where do you go to make friends. So what's your rule in making friends? What are green flags and what are red flags? Okay. Because we yeah, know there are red question. flags of okay, people, okay. right? I, I look for people with a certain attitude. I don't like snobby people. I don't like people that treat others as under them. I like people that are chill, down to earth, and I look for that in, in someone before I decide to, you know, start making friendly moves towards them. Friendly you want, moves. You know what I mean. You don't want to associate with people that you don't want to hang around with. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. What about you, Brian? Um, you know, it's a good thing to ask me because I haven't made many new in-person friends since I moved here. There've been some close calls, but like I I had somebody I was doing a lot of stuff with and then um he ended up moving to um another country um because long distance relationship turned into something. Um and then nice. um Is this the guy you go running with? Um yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then um I um I have there's a guy at work and both of us have been saying we should be friends, but neither of us have the time. It's <laughs> it that's been a hard one. Um eh, true. But like I'm social with some people at work. I we had the gaming group and that looked like it was going to lead to more friendships, but in addition to the pandemic happening, then we moved far away. I haven't given up hope. I mean, I'm sure that I'll make some in-person friends. I Now that we can do things that are around people now and that there are rules in place to make that doable, I started, you know, I didn't think of this for nerdy thing, but I started going to karaoke again. Nice. Um, I've gone twice now. Um, and I already know a couple of the regulars. There you go. But like, I don't know, karaoke friends, I don't generally make like do things outside of karaoke friends but i like having friends that i'll know them and can talk to them at karaoke exactly um and you know the nice thing about here is there's probably like 10 different places i could go to and if i wanted to i could go downtown and go to like a really cool karaoke place um but i started doing that again and you know it was starting to kind of it was starting to wear on me because it was like i've been here almost five years now and i really haven't made a lot of in-person friends friends or really one that stuck and it's like the pandemic happened ease up on yourself <laughs> sounds like you need to find your friendly your friendly local game store and go uh there place, is a do game some events. store and heather brought this up to me and she was like i can't believe you haven't done this yet you are all gonna be really mad at me mm-hmm. it's a game store gastro pub yeah i'm officially mad at you and it's not far 
it's wow. in my city. It's not even like Portland. It's like Gresham. It's it's not far. I we only learned about it recently, which I mean that it's like games in Grog or something like that, and they have a big giant dragon outside, like big ass dragon. Well. You might have some luck finding some people that are willing to put up with you on a regular basis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One thing that I think would be, I, there, there's a few places downtown, and you know, a lot of it had to do with like, you know, Heather and I are still in, we're, we were in the spend all the time together part of our marriage, and the pandemic made that even worse because we were mm. unable to like do stuff. But now it's like, she's like, go do things. And she's starting to spend time with her friends again. So it's like, now we can start there you go. breaking it up a bit. And, you know, I've thought about heading over to a pub quiz because Heather would hate that. And I think it would be fun. And yeah. I'm perfectly okay with going to bars and drinking soda water and pineapple juice because I don't really like to drink at bars because I, I, I'm a super lightweight. I used to be able to have a drink at a bar, then wait a few hours and then drive home. I have now become that I can't drink a glass of wine and drive that day. Wow. I don't know why, but oh. I have become such a lightweight. It may be because I did that like four year period where I didn't drink anything. I think that yeah. may have changed how my body metabolizes alcohol. I'm sure that didn't help. I went to, we went to um, uh, Red Robin the other day and uh, the, you know, the whole gluten-free thing. I, the waitress wasn't being very helpful. Yeah. They never are. Every time I came up with an idea, she was like, well, we don't have that or we don't did that. And I'm like, oh, my God, I have limitations. I well, she's like, well, why don't you just get this? It's gluten free. And it's like all your drinks on the menu are sweet. And I came up with a drink that I really liked that they had the stuff for. But they wanted to charge me $17 for it because it was off menu and they charge you per shot. And I was Oof. like that sucks it's the same alcohol content as your other drink and it's the same shelf of alcohol why and then this real this server just walks by and goes get a vodka soda with lemon you will like it we have tito's it's gluten-free and i went all right cool sounds good and got that and it was cheap and i liked it i wanted a martini and they didn't have vermouth and i was pissed okay they had sweet vermouth they didn't have dry vermouth mm. all of their drinks were fruity garbage drinks yeah because i mean i'm sorry not to disparage fruity drinks fruity drinks are fine i just didn't want to drink something sweet and it was annoyed <laughs> on they did have a, a fruity old-fashioned made with bourbon that sounded good but i don't drink bourbon because of possibility of getting gluten fair but i don't drink yeah. bourbon because i don't like bourbon that's a good reason not to drink bourbon yeah yeah all my friends really like bourbon and they're always talking about it and i'm like oh that's great anybody want some tequila and they're like, no, we'll never drink tequila. And I'm like, whatever. Oh, you're, God. You're tequila people. brings back memories. But tomorrow, tomorrow, I'm probably going to the, I'm going to out to eat. I'm going to, Heather's going out with her friends. So I'm going to go to the place I like. I could eat at this Ethiopian restaurant every single week, but they only have one thing on the menu we can eat. And mm. Heather gets sick of them. So I'll probably go there and then do karaoke after. But maybe I'll check out the Game and Grog place. I haven't thought. I I, I, I keep forgetting they exist, but we, we only saw it once and they weren't open. You should check them out online. I'm sure but they as have. As far yeah. as it's like how I form relationships and friendships and red flags. God, it's been so long. I don't remember. <laughs> I... I mean, I reach I reach out to people we know through the podcast sometimes. Like, um, I I um right now we can't do it because we're dog sitting. But I wanted to go up to Seattle and maybe have lunch with Jason Tondro sometime. I I know people like that. Like you know, gaming people, developers. Um, I think um, one thing I will probably do is look for some form of activity that I can do every other week. So like I could go to karaoke or go to gaming places and just try to meet people. But go when they have events. Don't just go to gaming places and try to meet people. Right. I think for me, um, if someone wants to talk to me, yeah, I'll probably end up becoming friends with them. Fair. I don't know. Most of the friends I've made are online through Discord or something lately because, you know, I play WoW and a lot of my guild mates I consider friends. I've met a few of them in person. <laughs> I, you know, I, um, we've been playing Minecraft and we've met a few people we like on the server we're playing on now. Yeah. 
um, the um, they're all really young, but it's you know that's fine. Like twenty, twenty one, yeah, like I know. super young. I end up feeling really old when I start talking to people, and they're like, "Oh, I'm still in school." It's like, "Oh God." <laughs> Is, there's only a couple people on the server that are our age, but um, the young people seem nice enough. One of them is pr- pr- tries to prank the crap out of me, um, <laughs> um, but, you know, I'll get him back. I was very surprised. I work with a lot of really young people, and one of the girls I work with, um, I think she's only 25, and she and I clicked. I mean, we just, nice. we clicked so well. Um, she's my work bestie, Jamie. And yeah. it's, it's, she's, she's just great. And then it was funny. We were, we, uh, at one point we had the same boss that loves Enneagrams and he was like, Oh, what's your Enneagram? And I was like, Oh, I don't know. I haven't taken it. And so we, we went down this rabbit hole of Enneagrams and Myers Briggs and stuff like that. And we were sitting there talking about it. I'm like, Well, I'm, I'm an INFJ. And she goes, Oh, you're an INFJ? I'm an INFJ. Which is like the, <laughs> which seems like a strange thing, except it's the rarest personality type on the planet. Like only 2% of the planet is, is this personality type. So it was just super weird that like we were, we were put to work together. And I said something to our director who hired us both. And he's like, I had no idea. And I'm like, well, clearly you just like INFJs because you, you picked two. <laughs> Did you talk about how far you on the scale on each letter? Yes. Yeah. Like, are you guys in similar regions? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, listeners, Myers-Briggs, you always hear this thing about ENTPs and INFJs and so on and so forth. I have no clue about any of this shit. Okay. Okay, David, I'll explain it to you. You can be the proxy for the listeners. It's a personality personality test, and it rates things in... um, extrovert introvert intuitive um no i and intuitive is n Mm -hmm. intuitive logic so do you logic or do you intuit Mm -hmm. um thinking feeling and perceiving Mm -hmm. judging you Mm -hmm. take this big long test and it tells you what you are but each thing has a scale so like someone can say i'm an extrovert because of myers-briggs but they could be just past introvert Uh, which makes them an amnivert technically yeah yeah where um yeah actually erica i don't know if you know i'm middle of the road on all of my letters except for the second one really i'm um just past introvert i'm I amnivert on the on the so i'm an entp mm-hmm. but everything except for intuitive i'm um just in the middle in the middle yeah but as far as intuitive goes i don't have a dose of logic in me at all i'm just intuitive <laughs> i've had to learn how to logic through things because i i would gotten in personal conflicts with people by going i think we need to do it this way why I don't know. It seems like like that would be the right thing to do. And people would get really frustrated with me. I know you have, because I'd be like, I have a feeling about this. And and I wouldn't be, I mean, it wasn't like I was psychic. I wouldn't be right most of the time. I just wouldn't be able to explain why I felt things. You would drive me nuts with the, let's go to Los Angeles. Great. What are we going to do? I don't know. We'll find out when we get there. And I was like, no, we have to have a plan. What are you talking about, right? You know, as I've gotten crazy. older, I stopped doing stuff like that as often, but on occasion, I still do it, and it's pretty awesome. Yeah, I I still can't do that. I try. I try. I'm like, oh, I'll just mosey on over here and see what's up, but it's really hard for me to do that. What about you, David? Can you be impulsive or you plan everything? I, I can be impulsive, but it doesn't tend to go well i tend to plan things out when i can at least have the basics of a plan i don't mind making things up as i go as, as, once it's going but i like to have the at least the bones i i i had a lot of trouble understanding why people would have issues with going to la because in my mind it's like let's go to la what are we gonna do and get there i don't know we're we're going there we're gonna enjoy the drive there and then maybe find something to do when we're there but if we don't find anything to do we'll drive around and look at things and then go home i like doing that <laughs> yeah. i at times i don't mind doing that either but uh there are other times when yeah no thanks i don't know yeah I, it's hard it, it, brian you've probably made it easier for me 
to do stuff like that because you were always so very insistent on doing things like that. But I personally can't really do that. I have to have like some sort of plan. But if I'm going with somebody who's like that, now I can just be like, yeah, sure, I'll just go. Yeah, That's and fine. having fucking magical things happen when we do shit like that probably help motivate I you, know. too. <laughs> yeah, weird magical stuff would happen. That's <laughs> See, true. when I would do random stuff like that, it was always the opposite. I'd always get the shit end of the stick. Uh, yeah. Car would break down, blow a tire on a back road somewhere. Uh, someone gets lost. I lost my wallet once in the middle of nowhere. I don't know. I went to... I went I went clubbing with a friend on a whim. We didn't know where we were going to go. We just drove to, this is going to sound so bad now, but we didn't know any better because we were in our 20s, San Bernardino. <laughs> uh. I, I, I know you went too sometimes, Erica, but it was a bad place. I learned so much about how horrible that neighborhood was. We used to go there so much. Were you in the car the day we got stuck on the I-10 and we did a Chinese fire drill? No. Yeah. I can't remember what happened, but it's, somebody didn't want to drive and then everybody just got out and like ran around the car while we were stuck on the I-10. Stupid thing you, you do when you're in your 20s. Now, now, okay, so podcast people who get confused. Eric and I aren't blood siblings. We're really good friends who have been considered ourselves siblings for a very long time because of various personal reasons um but I, I i wanted to clarify that just so i could ask what has kept us friends so long what is our big green flags uh i think our big green flag has been i mean all friendship has have issues at some point right like nobody's like perfectly melded and never have a fight or anything but i think our our big thing is that we have a mutual respect for each other and we allow the other person to just be themselves and accept them for who they are. And we don't try to change each other, but we're there to support each other when we ask for it. Yeah, and we've been friends for 20 years. Uh, yeah, coming up on 21 years. Yeah. yeah. Um, we've been through a lot of stuff. We've had falling outs. Um, we went through some things that made us family rather than just friends. That made yep. a big difference. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, I fell in love with my niece. That helped a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it did during that fight. Yeah. Yeah. That, that definitely helped. Cute babies. Magic. Yeah. The, um, but the, I, I think it's just when you stick it out with someone long enough and you, you know, you embrace forgiveness and just have that, you build that mutual respect and you look at things in the long term. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not going to say that works for everybody because, you know, there might just be some people who are just rotten and they're not worth being friends with. I mean, I know I've written people off. Um, yeah. But I, I think that's that's one of the keys to a long-term friendship. I don't think there's a way to trick it, though. It's just, you know, some friends stick, some don't. I think everybody... And, and this is what I tell Amelia all the time. I think, or Lee, I'm sorry, I, I named her Amelia, so I keep forgetting she wants to go by Lee now. But this is what I tell Lee all the time, is people will come and go in your life like waves. And you have to think of yourself as the sand, because when they come in, they will make an impact in your life. And sometimes it's to build you up, and sometimes it's to pull you down. But you become who you are based on the people that come in and out of your life. So every relationship has a beginning and every relationship has an ending. And as long as you approach each relationship, whether that's a romantic relationship or a friendship, with the understanding that one day it might end and that's okay and you enjoy the time you have with that person, then it was a friendship or relationship worth having. And some relationships don't end until people die right so like that's in end of a chapter so that's the way i look at it i used to like take it personally like when i'd have a falling out with a friend or they would get really distant or you know things like that but when i started looking at it like like i'm the sand and they either built me up or they broke me down, but either way they had an impact in my world, then you start really just being able to live in the moment and be happy in the moment. On that note, holy cow. Sorry, was that too deep? My bad. No, I think Great. that was the perfect conclusion to our discussion. Um, <laughs> 
I I'm I'm glad we talked about this because it it it's one of those things that it's like it's hard to talk about because making friends is hard. I like I've told you guys I've been really struggling with it for, and and sometimes you have to look at well I know I know this is true for me. Sometimes I have to examine my current reality and realize that it's different than I think it is. It you know it's not that there's something wrong with me and I've been having trouble making friends even though there's a crap ton wrong with me and it probably does affect that. Um it's that sometimes circumstances are different. I mean, I got married when I came out here so I have a relationship to work on and now we're now we're starting to look at our whole let's have our own lives in addition to our lives together um you know and around the five-year mark it's a good time to start thinking about that neither of us really had much lives before and now we're trying to branch off on that a bit um that was one of the things that chris and i agreed on when we got married and i know it was different for us because we didn't have a honeymoon phase like he married into children so like there was always you know outside factors but that was one of the things we discussed early in our relationship is that you be you and i'll be me and then we'll be we so you'll have your life i'll have my life and then we'll have our life together and that's worked very well for us like if he's like hey i'm gonna go hang out with wes i'm like great what are we dealing with the kids? And as long as we have a plan for our kids, I'm like, okay, go have fun. Bye. Or I'll be like, Hey, I'm going to go do this. He's like, all right. So, you know, it's, it's very important to have that mutual respect and, and not just for like romantic relationships, but for best friendships. Sometimes, even though you're the best of friends and you're with each other all the time, sometimes you have to go explore other friendships though so. uh, i think back to the longest friendship i've had with my buddy grant and i know brian's trying to wrap us up but i have a quick story i'm i'm happy you're bringing it up yeah uh, my buddy grant and i we we met in when oh, i started going to cal state long beach's anime club i wasn't even going to the school but i went there on thursdays to go to the club meetings because the club was a lot of fun and uh I met him there and we hung out a few times over the first couple of years and then I got asked by another friend of ours mutually to move into the apartment that they lived in because they were losing a roommate and needed someone to help them make rent. And I said, sure. So I moved in with them and Grant was one of the roommates that lived there. And we've been family ever since. And I go three, four months sometimes not hearing from him. But every now and then you get a phone call. Hey, dude, what's up? And you know, we'll chat for 20 minutes and then... <laughs> and and those are the best friendships to be honest because you know where you are with those people like i still i have my friend jesse um brian knows jesse and jesse and i will go a year without saying anything to somebody to each other and then all of a sudden i'll see something on the internet that i think is hilarious i'll screenshot it and just send it to her you know <laughs> so it's you know it's like those things where you just pick up where you left off yeah update each other you're on the same page um lee is amazed by my friendship uh with my best friend chelsea because we could not be more opposite people literally <laughs> more opposite people i'm super nerdy she's for lack of a better term very redneck ah. um she likes to go hunting and and you know <laughs> All that sort of stuff. She's I like, just, a, I like she's just a good old. She's just a good old gal. She's a good old gal, right? And and she's very conservative, and I'm very liberal. And <laughs> you know, like she listens. I mean, not that I, I listen to all sorts of music, but she primarily listens to like yeah, what's she, popular on the radio. Where she's I'm, a like, fan of. She's a fan in. of red ball caps. I get it. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> like we're very opposite people, but we have a mutual respect for each other. And Fair we enough. have, we look at life the same way. And those are the only things that we need to know for us to be really good friends, to be able to call her and be like, I got to figure this shit out, you know, and, <laughs> and be there and listen to each other. And it's, it, it's an amazing friendship. It really, really is. And it boggles Lee's mind because <laughs> I, I could talk like, I just watch Chelsea's eyes glaze over sometimes when I'm talking about nerdy stuff that I'm like into. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> watch her oh, yeah. over oh, yeah. it happens to like... me sometimes with, with grant too he'll start going into something that i don't care about it's like all right dude yeah uh-huh uh-huh yeah <laughs> and yeah and she'll be like that's great i support you and then she'll talk about something and i'll be like uh-huh 
Well, it's good. I'm glad that's working out for you. You know what I mean? It's just a... (laughs) And Lee's just like, I don't understand how you are the best friends. And I'm like, because it's more... And I think that's kind of the crux of what we're talking about, right, Brian? Like, how do you make friends? An easy way is to find some somebody you have something in common with. But I don't have anything in common with her, right? Like, at all. Anything in common with her. Much like most things in life, the key is just trying. You're never going to find anyone to be a friend if you don't Yeah, try. being a yeah. friend to someone isn't something that just happens. You have to do it on purpose. Yeah, exactly. You have to put forth exactly. effort. It's a give and take. You both have to try. And it's real apparent when one side's trying and the other side isn't. And those mm-hmm. are the unhealthy ones that usually it's okay those to just let go. Those are the red go. flags. Yeah, <laughs> well, those I, are the I, ones I, that it's good to let go. I like to view it as there's one side trying to be friends, but there's another side trying to do something else much more toxic. (laughs) That's true. That's true. But my point is, I think a very important piece of long-term friendships is mutual respect. Oh, yeah. Doesn't matter what you have in common or what you don't. It's do you have mutual respect for each other as a person? And that's all you really need a mutual respect for each other. Oh, my God. Erica's just on point with the wrapping it up lines. I thank you for sharing and talking with me about this. I've been wanting to do this topic. I, I try to space out the deeper ones, they're my favorite ones to do. Um, but I. I you know, it was one we've kind of done similar before, but it was nice to do this. Um, and I I couldn't have... I, I'm so happy I got to do this with both of you specifically. This was a good one. Um, well, this has been Nerd Podcast Radio. I'm Super Vegan Brian. I'm joined by Kersey Smurferka. Bye. And the third member of the podcast. Uh, goodbye, Dave. nurse. <laughs> uh, stay nerdy, stay informed, and stay awesome. Stay, Stay awesome. awesome. Uh, I thought you forgot the line there for a second, Brian. His mustache. I think he, he could definitely handle the bandito look.